and put right back down because it was in black and white. Oh, my oh, God. It's one of the most there. expensive comics yes, out there now, right now, because they didn't, the they didn't make a lot of them. Yeah. So, so. That. So. Yeah. He was the bug guy in Men in Black. He was. <laughs> he was the bug guy. Sugar. Right, Kelly? I need sugar. Be scared uh, there. I thought you were gonna go Jared Leto, yeah, but no. you get kept with the good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree I, there. I, yeah. I truly Welcome, Wall Jangers, to another Pajangers and Wall Hangers Radio Network production. This is the Matt Man and the Old Man, live from Comic Universe in Folsom, PA. We are starting this up because the uh, video guy is running a little bit behind, but we were just sitting here talking with Frank, and it has, it's just um, all the stories. I don't want to burn material, and I don't want to, you know, keep going off record because, especially this shop. Since 19, February 1979, same owner, and he's had multiple different shops out there, too. This is, obviously, I'm impressed just from the tour we did, we put up on Facebook Live. I'm impressed. I don't know how I'm going to make it out of here without my, without buying something. No, you are buying something. That, that's, <laughs> that's the deal. You come here, we do the pod, you buy something. He, he leaves happy. He gets his sentence. Exactly. I might actually have to look up Infinite Crisis because, that, obviously, that's the next crossover coming up to the Arrowverse. I usually like comparing the comics to uh, any kind of vi- film or any kind of venture like that. So, without further ado... Let's introduce the guest of the hour. Very right honored now. that he allowed us in here t- into his house. Frank Link, uh, owner, 40th anniversary coming up here. Best of Delco, 03, 04, 05. I mean, why have the category if you're just going to win every year? Because this is a great job. <laughs> I'm sold. I should have found this place a lot sooner. <laughs> oh, 16. Oh, yeah. I was trying to find it online, but I couldn't find a list. 2016. We're looking 2016. at all the signs. Oh, yeah. We're looking at the... Batmobile parking only. Oh my gosh, I need. 
Oh, oh yeah. It's all behind the it's Funko Pops. Behind, yeah, behind all the <laughs> Every year. I kind of assumed. What, they just stopped listing because it would have taken up a no half a page. No one else is even trying at this point. So um, we know you've seen everything in this store. So, you know, we were just talking before we started. Give us your best moments in comic history and give us your worst moments in comic history. Just like one or two. And then we'll go ahead through what you've done. Best moments uh, regarding anything, anything, everything? anything. Wow. I know it's a broad umbrella. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But best and worst. Well, the, uh, the worst comes to mind real quick. Worst was a uh, '95 crash of the industry. Okay. Uh, which was brought about with multiple uh, reasons. Obviously, uh, Marvel uh, deciding to go direct and self-distribute their own books. And they fell flat on their face doing it. But they, uh, the owner of Revlon had purchased Marvel and came up with this wonderful idea that they should self-distribute and uh, they would do much better. Unfortunately, they really weren't uh, equipped uh, to take on such a huge task. I mean, they were number one by far at that time. Over 50% of the market was Marvel. So unfortunately, when they went bankrupt as a result of their attempt to be um, self-distributing uh, it took down the industry with them and it took down 26 of 27 large direct sales comic distributors nationwide and left one just one and that's all we still have to today is one uh, diamond comic diamond distributor. comic distributors yes uh, in taking down that many distributors it took down 4,000 plus comic shops uh, two of them were mine Mm -hmm. um, uh, at that time I had four but uh, two of them perished because of that uh, bankruptcy that, and the fall of the industry uh, the third one closed only due to the closing of the Bazaar of All Nations which is where our third store was and then of course we're, we're here now uh, and we've been here, this was our first location we had opened down the street at 605 Millmont and then moved here in uh, 1981, September of 1981. Uh, we've been here ever since. The best time of the industry um, might be, it actually might be now. I mean, I could tell you that the best time financially was maybe from 87, the first bat, 86, 87, the first Batman movie mm -hmm. with Michael Keaton, yeah. which, which gave a huge uh, jump in the industry and brought dads in that with their sons under the guise of, I want to show my boys mm -hmm. what I did. What oh, absolutely. And yeah. then they ended up back in the industry because they didn't know what hit them when they walked in the store. Yeah. There was hundreds and hundreds of titles that they didn't know existed. Yeah. And the writing had, had been improved so much oh, yeah. that um, they, they ended up being my customer more so or uh, uh, along with mm -hmm. their sons. Yeah. Uh, that was a huge... I'm along that generation. When Batman came out with Michael Keaton, that was... I watched that so many times when it came to VHS. I watched it. I mean, I'll watch it again today. My parents had to buy it twice because I worn out the first tape. <laughs> because we, because it was Be Kind Rewind, and I just let the VCR do it, which was and bad after for that, the it was after that was obviously Kevin Conroy, who is still among many people's favorite Batman. Because, well, Kevin Conroy's still doing the games, man. Oh, absolutely. Why, why would you not? Because he has that straight, like, I'm Batman delivery. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Kevin, talk into this microphone and just say you're Batman. I'm Batman. Okay, that's good. <laughs> and, and that's it. That's all he has to do. 
But and you, but seeing having him pair off with Mark Hamill versus this, that that will always be my my duo. It's Joker, Batman. Yes. It's going to be Mark Hamill, yeah. Luke Skywalker, Fire Lord Ozai is Mark mm-hmm. Hamill. So he will always be. And I do have this written on my list here for you, Frank. Is who is your Batman and who is your Joker? You probably hear that question. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot. Uh, wow. Doesn't make it any easier, though. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, Christian Bale became my favorite mm-hmm. uh, because of that that three. three that trilogy, yeah, yeah, was terrific. Um, I was very surprised uh, with the recent. Uh, Batman movies with uh, uh, playing the part. Ben Affleck, ben Affleck. yeah, Batfleck. Yeah. He was the best. We I, said it in recent. Unfortunately, podcasts, like yeah. that, and that—that's what—that's the hard part to swallow. Is, is like you know of what Ben Affleck was. Yeah. But he was a good Batman. He was actually good. He's yeah. the best part. Now, of his Daredevil, I didn't like. No. At all. <laughs> no, <laughs> was no one liked that Daredevil. <laughs> but, but his Batman was pretty impressive. Yeah, it really was. That was that, that was that was going like who who did they get his bullseye in that movie? That was Colin. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Fer- no, no, not Fer- um, Man. Farrell. Farrell, yeah. Colin Farrell is bullseye. Like, oh. and I then, kind of respected the the Netflix version of Daredevil. I liked what they did with Bullseye. I love what they did with Kingpin. Yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio. I never thought I would be saying, but Gomer Pyle is my Kingpin, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I... But he he was just so oh my god that like dastardly mm-hmm. is a good word for it maniacal. It was the first episode when he met, when he slammed that guy's head in the car door. I was like oh wow that's a kingpin thing to do. That, so. yeah. ooh. He was the bug guy in Men in Black. <laughs> he was. He was the bug guy. Sugar, right, Kelly? Absolutely. <laughs> I need sugar. Uh, my Joker. Um, I probably will break tradition with this, but I, I actually really did enjoy Heath Ledger. Okay. I, I, I know he he broke the the traditional mold by far. You had me scared uh, there. I thought you were going to go Jared Leto, yeah, but no. you get kept with the good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree I, there. Yeah. I truly, really enjoyed his performance. I thought it was uh, amazing. So, um, obviously, you were inspired by when you were. You started, uh, you know, would you say touring around, like, not 12, right? Or No, no. not touring. When yeah, did you start touring musically? Yeah. Um, uh, I guess actual real touring, probably uh, summers of uh, 15, 16 years old. Okay. Uh, we couldn't tour during school. <laughs> yeah. That. And I was still in school then. <laughs> but uh, summers would come and we would do that. We'd take every opportunity to play. Um and then, of course, once I was out of school, then that, that became it. Right. Yeah, I'm actually and, digging the shirt he's wearing right now. Oh, yeah. absolutely, yeah. At your fingertips. Anthony Spey, a wonderful oh. artist who worked for Zenoscope and okay. quite a few other companies. And oh, that's awesome. This was an awesome one he did for yeah. us. And did you see our comic cover that he did for us? I did. I saw that on yeah, the Box 29, yeah, the ver- that variant well. cover. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. I, I saw that back and I paused it and I was looking at that. I was like, oh, that is an yeah. awesome cover. Yeah, yes, he did. So coming from a, your touring and then you see a random comic shop in New York. Yeah. And you stop in and it was just like life changing. It was heaven. Yeah, I never, I never seen anything like it did, or nor did I uh, at that time think anything like that even existed. Uh, so it, uh, the, ple- the seed was planted then. Uh, I didn't do much about it right away. It took quite a few years for me to get her back around to that. 
But once I did, and I eliminated every other option, <laughs> uh, I decided I, th that my true love was to open a comic shop. In Absolutely. music, when I was working, uh, a lot of the guys, the light man, the sound man, uh, other musicians, we'd mm. on our breaks, uh, we'd go back into the dressing room with our comics that we brought for that night. And um, I would exchange some with one and the other and turn each other on to different series and different writers, different artists. And it worked out really well. It worked out really well. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it's a great shop. And you've started your first shop when you were 31? Yes, uh, 1979. You got a year on me, man. I'm 32. And I, <laughs> but no comic shop, but an awesome podcast with this old guy. But um, it's, what was your first comic? Uh, my mother took me into uh, uh, Wolf's uh, 5 and 10 in Linwood, and I guess it would have been uh, early 50s, and while she was buying other items, uh, a comic book section caught my eye, and I guess I was only, uh, I think I was 5 then, and uh, it was Disney, Walt Disney's. Okay. So I started with Disney's, then moved into things like uh, Turok. Okay. Stone and uh, you know more adventurous type things. Who was an early sort of Conan type barbarian? Okay, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then from there, DC, DC, right. because DC was big mm. in the uh, uh, late fifties and uh, early sixties. And then eventually, uh, uh, Spider-Man on the cover of uh, X-Men comic book caught my eye, and I said, right. "Spider-Man." What, yeah. what year was that? Do you remember? What is that? Uh, I would assume it was probably around, hmm, uh, let's see, that probably would have been about 66, 67. Now, here's yeah. the golden question. Is that comic in this store right now? No, it isn't. Oh, <laughs> I was wondering about that, too. I was wondering about that, too. But, um, so, with... That, I'm going to throw this one out there, too. What's your favorite current comic series? Wow, that changes a lot. And it's unfortunate because it seems like today you can't keep good creators mm -hmm. on the book very long, like the old days. Yeah, they don't see streamlined on yeah, the same Yeah, the same they, they'll line. be on yeah. 10, 12 issues and gone. So uh, a lot of times, even though the, you love the character, the writing is so become so inferior to what you've just read mm -hmm. that hooked you, grabbed you, uh, that you're suddenly turning away, looking for some other satisfaction to, uh, you know. But overall, overall, I will say um, uh, DC's Batman and Marvel's Spider-Man uh, have had some terrific runs in the last couple decades and uh, some things that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the Batman Flash uh, Watchmen. Yeah. I, I loved that. that oh my great. gosh, was great. that was it was that, uh, that was one of my favorites. I have to I have to get into that one. I'm, I have a household of seven, so my time just doing anything is limited. So <laughs> I'm lucky I'm out right now. <laughs> but um, you were talking first comics. My first comic was fourth grade, so it was like nine going into ten. Um, was Punisher's first graphic novel. Mm. Huh. That. And that was just... First comic, huh? That wow, was my Punisher. first Ten years old. Did you just get done watching Clockwork Orange or yeah. what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fine. He's just reading something about a Punisher. It'll probably teach him something. 
I just told my mom it was a comic book, and she just didn't pay <laughs> yeah. mind. So. Oh, whatever. <laughs> He's just reading a comic. Yeah. yeah. So. What's wrong with him? He wants to kill people now. <laughs> Actually, when I was because my brother would always take me to showcase comics, and he would drag yeah, me in there. And it would be Spider-Man, Batman. Those are the two that I would cling to. But my first comic that I remember vividly is Green Lantern. I believe it's number 49 where Hal Jordan is on the cover with the rings. I think all but one. That was my first comic. And that's why Green Lantern still my favorite superhero, uh, even though he hasn't gotten a good movie. Yeah, not yet anyway. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, I was... <sighs> you were praying, yeah. but... With the Justice League movie, especially after what we found out what the trilogy could have been. Did you yeah. hear about that? Yeah. No, I didn't. All right, go ahead and explain, Matt. It was, who was, uh, it was, uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder had a plan for, at the end of Justice League, instead of Superman coming, the, uh, I heard it on a podcast with Kevin Smith, who was, uh, Fat Man Beyond. Yeah. And he said that he was talking with the cast, because uh, the crew was, on both sets, he said originally they had green lights set up behind, flashing on Alfred, uh, Jeremy Irons, and they were supposed to go more cosmic with the next Justice League, obviously going to, uh, what was it, the, the death of Superman or the Injustice storyline? Yeah, it, well, it was the, it was going to be Dark Side. It was all Dark Side. Dark Side came through the boom tube at the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. his version, and we got a little bit of Green Lantern in that little. Oh, this happened before. Yeah, yeah. You had a Green Lantern. It was fine. And then the original it showed like I guess the like Black Panther, and that actually was another comic series of like the first Avengers. That was another one that I enjoyed coming out too. Oh, but customers. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, one thing that I did see here is, obviously, there's this fancy thing called the Internet. And <laughs> it's pretty much in everybody's, everybody's pocket. How has that affected hardback comic sales? Because I remember Stan Lee and his infamous quote that comics are like boobs. They look great on a computer, but you'd, you'd rather hold them in his hand. Yeah, true. You know? And I've always found that, too, because when yeah. I walked into a comic shop, it's always warm, inviting, and... Hey man, if you like this, you really like this. I've you know, and I've gotten into the Walking Dead and different co other comic lines because of comics. One of those things that, that will always has to be the textile, the, the, that touch. Yeah, because you see DC with their whole you, their whole universe. Hey, you can have all DC, everything, the comics, the shows, the movies. Watch them all. Just pay us a little thing for the side, which I did enjoy Titans and Doom Patrol. It's coming out. So, is do you see that really affecting? The hardback, or people are always going to want the physical version. Um, I, th I think, from what I've seen, the physical version rules supreme. They tried to sell uh, their uh, physical comics and the digital comics simultaneously by putting the uh, freebies inside of the comic. They charge a dollar extra, and inside would be the uh, doorway for you to go to this website. Mm -hmm. And because you bought this comic, put right. this code in, and you get your free digital comic mm -hmm. but it didn't do a darn mm. thing those <laughs> books didn't sell and yet the hard these hard copies sell very very well and just to add something about the original comics especially the older ones there was something about them and and i hear it still till today and many of my older customers especially will come in and they, they'll walk through the door and they'll 
Yeah. They said there's a smell Absolutely. of older comics, the paper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They love that. They equate that with the comic book. Because it yeah. sends you back. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first thing that hit me in here was the smell. Yep. So, so it did get it you, just, right? <laughs> it's, it smells like a comic shop. Yeah. And we're doing the podcast in front of all the manga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge anime fan, yeah. and I'm looking at the hack series in front here, and a whole bunch of great, great. anime. Has that, have you seen more of a flop towards manga, especially with the popularity of anime blowing I up wish as well? I, believe me, I wish I could, because uh, mm. there's some really good series in manga, but it's been uh, one of the um, slowest uh, and narrowest uh, mm-hmm. audiences that we've had is manga. We still carry it. Right. Uh, and a lot of what we sell is, is ordered through our sub uh, uh, system, mm-hmm. where a lot of the subscribers uh, you know, collect certain titles every month. Yeah. And we used to try to bring them in to uh, expose other, our regular customer base to them. Yeah. And they would ignore them, uh. totally ignore them. Uh, and a lot of that seemed to be the uh, the format for which they're offered in black and white, yeah. reading it you know back to front. And a lot <laughs> yeah, of guys just weird. resent it; they don't like it, and it bit some of them in the butt because Walking Dead <sighs> number one came out yeah. in black and white. Yeah, and now, now that black and white book that I've seen <gasps> several customers pick up on off my shelf back then. And put right back down because it was in black and white. Oh my God! It's one of the most expensive comics out there now, right now, because they didn't they didn't make a lot of them. Yeah. So so, starting point starting uh, dollar point on the the Walking Dead one. Yes. How much was it when it first came out? I mean, originally two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. And what's the price point on it now? Well, it ranges. Let's say twelve hundred to sixteen hundred. Oh man! Unless you've got unless you've got a very high grade. And a few years back, a mm-hmm. really high grade nine point nine went for almost just under ten thousand dollars. Ooh, wow! None of my comics would ever get that that well because I know I don't. You would I don't have to treat pay them right. Yeah, to get rid of them. But yeah, you won't I'd get be. rid of them. No, actually, I I have a story with that because my dad c- came home one day, and he was always a bit of a dumpster diver. So I'm assuming that's where this came from. Um, he came home with a whole, like, huge crate like this of Star Trek comics. I couldn't pay anybody to take them. Nobody wanted them. So I left them at my parents' house when I moved out. So so now they're still their problem. But nobody (laughs) wanted the Star Trek. Star Wars? People will take it all day. They will take any Star Wars, but Star Trek? That is the bubonic plague for anybody. Yeah, it still is. I just... I just wanted to get rid of the comics. <laughs> I just wanted to get rid of them, man. <laughs> Especially with like Deadpool, another great uh, comic series going yeah, on. And then you good. also have the movies. And Disney already said, oh, no, we're going to keep making rated R Deadpool. So what, that just what seems. What, what are your thoughts on the Deadpool movies? I like them. Ryan Reynolds, especially when the trailer yeah, really like that he he didn't leak to make the movie when he did him jumping off of that overpass oh, yeah. my old podcasting we did a, a kind of mystery science three theater 3000 version of that trailer and we were just gushing all over it and then the movie came out fantastic two was good and then two, we'll call it two and a half with mm-hmm. once upon a deadpool Deadpool's ride. I haven't seen So it's the same movie, but a PG-13 version. Okay. And it it has Fred Savage. Has Fred Savage in the bed like he was in Princess Bride, (laughs) talking to Deadpool. (laughs) Yeah. 
Nickelback's a great band. <laughs> the Nickelback thing. Honestly, that got me when I saw that. That that one got me pretty hard. That's so I'm going to introduce Kelly here. He's been in the background trying to set yeah, up. Yeah, man. Hey, Kelly. Um, what, what do you have? You said you had a question. No, uh, not, not yet. Good. You're good? Okay. I'm, I'm good. You I'm sure? Good. Okay. I'm just trying to set <laughs> what do you need? Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, man, that's fine. <laughs> that's why you gotta roll with the podcasting. You gotta kind of keep it. Uh, roll with the We're punches. No frills podcast. We 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 do it. We take what time. we can get. I'm just happy to be here and talking with the... Yeah, that's more of an... Uh, the watcher of comic knowledge, <laughs> which is Frank Link. Link being also my dog's name, oh, hero right. of time, well, nice. from Le- uh, Zelda. Nice. I, with tax returns, I'll probably be getting him a, l- a little green tunic, too. So, um, we'll, we'll let Frank be a part of what we do. So, you any gaming news that you have right now? Just like just to touch on it. Well, I got to tell you, man, in the news, uh, the first thing that I noticed was... Take-Two Interactive confirms a big secret game coming from 2K Games. Okay? No one knows what the game will be. I'm going to go out on the limb and say Borderlands 3. That's what's speculated. Borderlands 3. Here's what I'm thinking. Borderlands 3, The Wall. Okay. Or Bioshock uh, 3. It would actually be 3. In Space. So we already had Bioshock underwater. Yep. Bioshock in the clouds. Yeah. Now Bioshock in space. I I would love that. You're talking like you're you're speaking like a Mel Brooks film. <laughs> I would absolutely <laughs> love that, man. So the CEO Strauss Zelnick, uh, he was very tight-lipped about it, but he did also say they have very high expectations for it, and there's nothing known about it. But it is coming out March 2020. He said latest March 2020. So within it the year, be any beginning Bioshock another game. Colonial Marines. <laughs> but I tell you what, man, I would love to see another Borderlands. The first two Borderlands were good. Then they had the Telltale series with Handsome Jack, which obviously Telltale no more, but still a solid franchise with the Borderlands series, especially well, with the gazillions of guns. All the funny things from Borderlands and put it into a Telltale game. That's all they did. I mean, that's and that scene, that scene in the in in that Borderlands uh, tale from Borderlands where he's just. He's shooting everybody, but he's just pointing. He has his hand like this and just going like this to everybody, and everybody's just fanning, dying. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that, that Just that game alone, even though it's the same game, no matter what Telltale game you buy, it's the same game. I will still play that one. Okay. I'm trying to stay away from the, the downer in the news, which is the Activision Blizzard uh, expecting layoffs. With the Bungie split, with Activision being, you know, pretty much like, you know, the annoying girlfriend in the ear um, of all their companies. Yeah, just constantly poking and prodding. And are you are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? When are you coming no. to bed? Yeah. So many people, um, they're calling for hundreds, is what they're estimating. And it's they were saying today or tomorrow with the um, layoffs, but they did say that it's not going to be actual uh development like it's going to be all non-game development departments that are going to be getting axed 
the funny thing that I did notice is that while they did say, oh yeah, it's all non-game developmental, uh, uh, you know, people that are getting axed, Naughty Dog went out to Twitter and they said that they were going to put their job listings up there. Like, hey, I know a lot of great people that may be getting fired, and here's a job l- listing of the jobs. And I looked at the job God list. bless Naughty Dog, man. Hold on. Now, as I reported, they said non-game development, okay? Half of the listings on their job listings are for game development. You're not helping. There were, like, public relations jobs. There was nothing, like, that had to do with the two. So, so it was what? Skyforce Games that helped Telltale. That, that they helped them. But, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm pretty sure the gaming community will come together and help them out. Cause I'm, Absolutely. Especially, especially with the work that Blizzard has done. Blizzard hasn't put out the game since Overwatch in 2016. Yeah, but their developers are still rock solid because you, you look, at, look, at, look at the games they put out. So just because they don't put out a game doesn't mean that the developers are not rock stars in their own right because... Before Overwatch, what was it? And don't say World of Warcraft. <laughs> don't, don't, just don't, because we know it's Diablo three. Yeah. Even though the release of Diablo three sucked, and they dropped the ball on it, that was they, more they, that they was more Activision's that. issues because of how they wanted it released. So it, I'm not blaming Blizzard. No, I'm, everybody blames Activision. Yeah. I don't think anybody's blaming Blizzard for anything. I remember playing Activision games when they were like Ghostbusters on the Commodore sixty four. So. <laughs> I'm going back. <laughs> so, one thing that I actually... This is a heartwarming story to come up after that ugliness there. Star Citizen. Star Citizen, obviously, hugely crowdfunded, open... Space. So, have you heard anything on Star Citizen? Okay, so, tell them who's in it first. Mark oh, Hamill. Oh, my God, Mark Hamill. <laughs> yes, Mark Hamill. And they have a story mode, which is Squadron 42, which is going to take you through all the basic functions in the game. And Mark Hamill is one of the main characters in there. And obviously he was... Pretty cool. They got really detailed Mark Hamill face. I mean, they did a little nip and tucking, but yeah. it's still very Mark Hamill. And I'm excited when Squadron 42, which I do believe they said 2019. Okay. I'll have my new computer by then. They're getting... Sign language emotes in Star Citizen, which is cool because of this accessibility. And accessibility in gaming is getting a lot more focused on, i.e. with the link of the, what was it, a Super Bowl ad for the So if you watch the Super Bowl ad, there was this controller for um, Xbox. It's called an adaptive controller, so it allows... Oh, that that hit right here, man. Because I'm kids just being like, "Oh, now I can game," and I'm like, "You go and game." (laughs) (laughs) Trying to fight back the tears, even saying it, but it was such a heartwarming commercial. So that's why I wanted to add something nice like this into the podcast. Because not only is uh, Star Citizen adding that, they're uh, focusing more and more devs are focusing on accessibility features in games like hearing loss, colorblindness, um, and. Even Division is uh, Division Two has all their accessibility options, though, where you you can have it read the menu for you and everything. So there's a lot more of a broader net. It used to be, hey man, you got the controller, you can use it or you can't. That's it, no options. And it well, I mean, I I used to game with a friend who, um, because he was in the military, he had one arm blown off. So he had he had to send his controllers out, and they would. Revise them so he can operate full functionality one hand, yeah. and 
he was good. <laughs> I remember playing Far Cry and and uh, man, what was it? Um, Far Cry, Far Cry Two, and uh, Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare with yeah. him, and he was good. Like he was just really good. I mean, especially with Black Ops Two, which uh, or uh, not Black Ops Two, Division Two, um, the beta, uh, private beta came out. I've been playing it. It's fantastic. It, of course, it's beta. You know, the division. It is very division. It is a division game through and through. They did expand it. I'm not displeased with the map like I was with one. There was a lot of stuff to do. There's a lot of raids, and they're focusing on end game more. Um, it still doesn't play like anybody tested. Well, I mean, at all. Like they well, just threw it together like a teenager with no, a, no, a no. midnight report. You know. Well, I mean, but we're talking about your life. That's um. <laughs> That's how I got you are testing it though. So so some gaming companies are actually going to say, okay, we want the user base to test it because they actually find more problems because they're not looking through a developer scope. And I'm I'm PC, so I understand there's going to be game glitches and stuff. Speaking of fancy, what do you guys think of uh, Rainbow Six Siege? They've done a lot of support. It's, that's probably honestly one of my favorite games I still play right now. A lot of people are still very, it it's yeah. very competitive. I mean, this you want to talk about toxic though, man. It's some of the most toxic people play that game. If you if you aren't, you could just be starting out in that game, and if you start, you start your first match and you don't do anything, I mean, you get team killed or orb kicked right away. And you're like, I just oh, so started. Like what are you doing? Oh, yeah, it's exactly it's like pretty CSGO. much that. Yes. That's CSGO and free. <laughs> I'm still not going on there because I'm just gonna get yelled at. You come in, like, come in shot, Kelly. If I wanted this abuse, I would have stayed at work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just tell no all day through my computer. I don't have any facial interaction. Oh, <laughs> uh, you want that access? No, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Kick rocks. So I'm going to start with this story because it's about PlayStation and their epic wall of keeping cross-play and cross-performing out. Hi-Res Studios took to Twitter to talk about how they were more progressive with absolutely everybody else in cross-play and cross-progression i.e. you can take your progression from this console to that console and Correct. game with your friends. We're currently, everybody is trying to do, but Sony's still putting up that wall. We're currently seeing that with Fortnite because they actually got Sony to bend on that, mm-hmm. finally. And um, Rocket League, they bend on that too. Yeah. So the, the president and CEO, Stu Chisholm, says it's time for us to stop playing favorites in reference to cross-play and cross-progression. Stating that it should be, they have Smite, Paladins, and Realm Royale ready to go. All for crossplay, cross progress. They're ready to go. What, what's up, son? What, what are you going to do? And I still don't see that happening. Um. Well, now that Xbox Live's coming to Switch. Hey, segue. <laughs> I actually see that. So Nintendo was smart in not building their own framework because they, they, they knew with this news coming out oh, yeah. that it was going to be just something that they were going to leverage. They already that. have... Especially pe- with, X, uh, with Nintendo Switch outselling pretty much everybody. Everywhere. Yeah, December. It outsold every, every console in December. Everything. And now Microsoft's like, oh yeah? Well, we're going to put Xbox Live on Switch, iOS, Android, yeah, anywhere. So, all platforms. So, PC, Xbox, your mobile phone. You can log on. Start playing. 
I log on all the time on my Xbox just, or on my phone just to see who's on. Absolutely. I get party invites all the time. I'm like, uh, I'm not home, but uh, what's up? <laughs> now, they are working on their own cloud-based gaming service. They are. Microsoft, so. What was it called? Fire or something like that? I don't know. I thought, I think I had it written down here, but I can't read my handwriting. That, that's a flaw. I'm about 80%. I'm good. 80% of it I can read. All right, so. Um, but they also did rebrand Microsoft. Yes. Microsoft Studios, now Xbox Game Studios. And the vice president, the only reason why I'm mentioning this is the vice president's name. His name is Matt. Matt Booty. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it's to show their effort and, uh, to raise, uh, rise above consoles, no matter where, how, or who you want to play with. So I thought that was nice of uh, Microsoft. To rebranding is always rough, but when you're just going to the name of your console, it's almost like you should have done that in the first place. So uh, Microsoft's took a big like when Xbox One first came out, they dropped the ball on how they did their E3. They dropped on how they didn't do first uh, first party support, and then with the loss of um, a lot of studios like. Fable was, you know, a casualty. Mm -hmm. um, then uh, with, uh, what was the other studio? Mm. A lot of the Xbox Live are like arcade studios. They, yeah. they fell off. But now... Well, Bungie was Microsoft. Bungie well, was Microsoft, but that was... Yeah, but that was 360 era, so yeah. that, I, I won't really count that. They, they fulfilled their but contract. They good with 360? That was their good console. I mean, yeah, they flubbed in the beginning, but... PlayStation flubbed with, I mean the four, yeah. They're making they're making the same errors now that the. They're gonna they're gonna mess up E three this year too because they're saying oh we're not gonna be there, we're gonna be right outside days before. <laughs> yeah, we're not gonna be in there. Like all right man, you can you can go do your own thing. Not like I'm going. I'm gonna catch it all on the internet anyway. <laughs> So I have to mention this because Frank is wearing an Eagles hat. Yes. Um, due to the boring Super Bowl, Eagles are still Super Bowl champs. Yes. Most boring Super Bowl ever. Big oh game my that god. Tried to be a little game. It was a nugget. Okay. <laughs> what were your thoughts, Frank? It's like I totally agree. It was awful. <laughs> awful. Although we did get an Infinity War trailer. Yeah. We or, did. Or an we, trailer, yeah, we rather. did. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So, so this is this is another question I want to ask you, Frank. What do you think they're going to do with Endgame? Knowing what they do with their movies, I'm where browsing they people. pick and choose what comics they want to kind of base it on. Do you see more? Where do you see Endgame going? Well, I, I think uh, obviously by giving Captain Marvel her own movie in, intro before Endgame, uh, they're going to hope to give Marvel their first major female lead, sort of like DC has with Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. I, think I think that's just my guess. Right. That, that they would love to make that happen. A big player, and obviously yes. they just acquired everything that they wanted back. With the, yes. The Fantastic Four and the X-Men. I've still seen reports that they're looking at that being a bit off. Even you said last podcast, let it breathe, hold off. Although... I did see that uh, Daniel Radcliffe, Harry, 
Sorry. He jokingly <laughs> said, "Yes, I am the next Wolverine." They take Hugh. Ja- uh, really? They take Hugh Jackman. They dunk him into the tank, and then he pops back up, and it's me. And obviously, he's being facetious. But now the internet has a thing with Daniel Radcliffe Wolverine. I'm actually kind of okay with that. <laughs> yeah, but. So is he just like the adamantium uh, bones without any kind of structure at all, other than the bones? <laughs> yeah, just mean, the bones. Just yeah. the bones? Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah. I mean, you got to add some meat to that. And, I mean, one thing, at least he's the right height. <laughs> he is yeah, the right, he height. Is the right <laughs> height. He's not taller than Cyclops. But going, no. going back to Endgame, is it safe to say we won't see uh, Squirrel Girl in this one? Because, I mean, Laura says, it, didn't she beat Thanos at one yeah, point? Yeah, that's what yeah, they say. Yeah. No. yeah, they I say mean, that. But do we really it's hard to believe. But girl. That's who it is. I think it she's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> but especially with uh, this next bit of news, there was another clickbait article that I clicked on because I like this casting choice. You're also a sucker for clickbait. I am. Matt Reeves. He has a Batman movie coming out, if you haven't heard. It's Batman in July 25th of 2021. There is some... Uh, gonna, the clickbait's going to say it's rumored. Really, Jack Black was on E.T., and he said, Man, I love to play Penguin. I'm okay with that. Yep. Absolutely. I thought, oh my God, yes. Absolutely. Who could do Penguin better than Danny DeVito? Jack Black. Tenacious D. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> just give Jack a. Just give Jack. Just keep it. <laughs> but I, I actually like. He, what you he doing, Kyle? Love to play it, man. And Chris Pratt was even surprised to hear that there's rumors that he's up for the role of Batman. I'm oh, less wow. okay with that. Wow. No. no. Yeah. I'm all about staying loyal to the brand, man. <laughs> And then I saw the one that John Hamm was joking around two years ago about being Batman. I still want him as Batman, though. I think John Hamm would be an amazing Batman. Yeah, but I won't money. What if this is just a huge swerve in Ben Affleck? Yeah. You know what? I'd be okay with it. Could be worse. Could be worse. George yeah. <laughs> it could be worse. It could, it could be even worse. It could be Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah, no. Batman Forever was actually one of the things I have written down for verses because that was a bad movie. That was a bad movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought when they were when they were making that movie. All right, everybody. Oh, man, they're going to do Mr. Freeze. You know who would be an excellent Mr. Freeze? The Terminator. Jean-Luc Picard, man. Get Patrick Stewart in there. He would have been a perfect Victor Freeze. And he still looks the same age as he did when he did Next Generation. The same age. Absolutely. I would do, hands down, I would I would have him as Victor Freeze. But no, they went with Arnold. Who's, uh, Uma Thurman. I know way too much about that. I'm Batman. This one, this, this next story got me mad. Pennsylvania is trying to pass a bill that will make them uh, collect additional tax on video games that are rated M for mature. And we're talking six bucks. Six bucks. It's going through. It hasn't passed the house yet. And hopefully, I'm, I'm strange because most of my games are M for mature. I think most games now, in general, are going to be mature. I mean, the majority of the games that are coming out right now are, seem to be battle royale type games, which are all rated M. Absolutely, but here's the thing. With there is a loophole. Online doesn't count. So if you 
So if you purchase it through like Xbox Live or PlayStation Live. Steam, GOG, G2A. It's like you're going all digital now. I do anyway because I'm too lazy to go to the store and buy it. And that's another thing I do want to mention. G2A.com. Great charity site for game developers sell them at a lower price than what they do for even, you know, Epic or, or even yeah. Discord. And it goes, a portion of it goes to charity. So you're getting a game for cheaper, and you're getting, you know, we got to look into that as a sponsor. G2A.com. G2A.com backslash PJWH. So, um, I wanted to give, I wanted to give Frank some time to talk about, like, what he's going to be doing post that, that's an interesting question. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to Florida. <laughs> uh, I haven't had a vacation in over 40 years, so I, I will start with a vacation. Um, well, you got a uh, Star Wars land opening up. Yeah, that's perfect. That would be fun. Yeah, absolute yeah. perfect timing. Uh, my wife is from Italy. She came here when she was 10, and she would love to go back there before uh, her. One lone remaining uh, relative passes, and her home is still there. And it, it passed it on to a friend, very good friend, who was here up to about five years ago. And then he went over and bought their home that they still owned in Italy uh, while they were here. So I think uh, might take a might take a trip to Italy and check it out for her. So and for me, I've never been out of the country, so it'd be fun. I haven't either, man. I, I think that would be awesome. I, I've been to Mexico. Uh, wife and I are trying to do Ireland this year. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Still connected. If you go, can you get back in? I was just curious. That that wall that wall might be a problem. <laughs> I'll just bring a I'll bring a hand shovel. <laughs> <laughs> so, on the cusp of, on the cusp of travel, I did have another question for you. What comic book universe would you travel to in the retirement now that you're going into it? Any comic book universe, which one would you go in? Or better, let's frame that question a little bit better. Comic book location? So if if a movie studio or like a like a movie studio came to you and say, We're gonna give you X amount of dollars, the budget's unlimited, what comic book do you want to go through and what arc do you want to go down? Wow. That's uh, that's a great question. <laughs> wow, that, that that's deep. I mean, I've I've read so many great, great stories. Which is why this is a good. This is a yeah, good question difficult. for you. Very difficult. Yeah, I might have to ponder that one for a while. <laughs> uh, although uh, there was a great period in the X Men by Chris Claremont and uh, John Byrne. Okay. The, both writing and and art that was absolutely fantastic. Of course, we had the Death of Phoenix and. Uh, I mean, some really, really good, um, good stories in that. That's one I would have to consider for a universe, if you, if that's what you're referring to, uh, an error or uh, it's any choice yeah, that you yeah. wanted. Yeah, that that was a that was a great error. Uh, Back when they were fun. Yeah, yeah, they were fun, and they were. Ten minute warning. Okay. Ten minute warning. Yeah, absolutely. I like that time. I'm, one of my fi first comic series that I went through, because I got the second-hand comics, so I got, like, Dead Man and other stuff. I didn't Dead know. Man? Yeah, he was cool. Oh, I loved the comic. Yeah, was Dead like, Man wow. was good. Dead Man. And then I got into, it was Logan and Gambit. You oh, had yeah. a nod of approval behind you, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. I but, think you should check out some of the new, con the new Constantine DVD that came Absolutely. out. Absolutely. Oh, man. Constantine. 
Dead Man's Hand looked really good in a couple of those. Because there was, uh, what is Justice League Dark? Mm-hmm. Which I would love to see a Justice League Dark movie. That would be awesome. That would be, that would be good. I would like to see Gambit. Yeah. The yeah, Gambit yeah. that we got. Yeah, he's a great character. Right? Yeah, they did drop him. They dropped him like a bad habit. Which then, that movie dropped. <laughs> they haven't done the X-Men, I think, True Justice. The closest that I've seen, I, li- I really like The Gift, which is Fox's show. Yes. It's on yeah, it's so real good. Yeah. It's really good. Man. My X-Men will still be the animated X-Men that Absolutely. was on Fox, which I still have all episodes on my computer. <laughs> he's <gonna be> <laughs> High five! <laughs> I'm going to be kidnapping him next week, and he's going to be building my PC, so he'll be giving them to me as well. I also have that and all the animated Spider-Man, so... That followed a really good arc. And they also had a couple other, I mean, they had silver, uh, 13 episodes Silver Surfer. Yes, they did. Really good back then. Yes, they did. Spider-Man and Batman, both animated. What's that show that was on, uh, I think it was ABC, uh, it had Black Bolt in it? Oh, my God. Was humans. that bad? Oh, God. The I best part about that, it. they got the CGI dog. <laughs> they got the CGI dog. I was like, this could be good. Then I got oh, through the jaw. first season. Lockjaw. Lock <laughs> I, I got through the third season, and I was like, oh, they do. They should not bring this back. <laughs> they should not bring this back. Oh, I wanted it to be good. Blackbolt is probably one of the strongest there ever is. I mean, yeah. he literally can just whisper yeah. and blow up a planet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, they didn't do him. They didn't do him justice. Like. I really love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when yes. they brought in the Kree yep. and, you know, the Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> that whole line was really good. So a lot of Marvel stuff. I want to see a lot more stuff. I got big hopes for um, uh, Doom Patrol because that was the other thing I, I saw in here that they have, like, uh, i got to bring the names back up because I thought the one was absolutely ridiculous. Doom Patrol. Uh, Jeremy Carver, he's speaking about the characters that he's going to be bringing in there. Beard Hunter. Beard hunter. You'd be in trouble there, Kelly, because he is exactly what it sounds. He hunts guys with beards, and he kills them. Well, this is like three months because I'm Irish, so <laughs> all i got to do is shave, and I'm good for another three months. So, Beard Hunter, Celsius, Lodestone, and Danny the Street. He's an actual geographic location. He's going to be in it in some way or form, is what you're saying. But that's another one. I'm really excited because Titans Season 1 was good. Like I said in the previous podcast, they... Uh, teased subject 13 and crypto with the red eyes and I'm just so fantastic so I have a question for Frank here okay I'll show you. yes <laughs> what did you think of the Netflix Punisher the first season I've seen I'm just getting into the second season okay. I'm a little late on that one and I've heard nothing but really good reviews on it the first one I loved yes, I loved the first season and I loved him in Daredevil and I how he inter- was how he was introduced? How yeah. was that prison fight? Oh, that was. Oh! Are you kidding me? We talked about that over and over and over again here. Uh, it was fantastic. The locking of the door, and all those guys. It was just a terrific. And then, uh, so what do you? Choreograph was great. I mean, it was really. So good. do you think, like, do you think John Barathol put, like, pen to paper when it did? Punisher Justice, so the actor. Yeah, he uh, yeah, and sure. I mean, I remember him from Walking Dead, and he was he was good in there. Oh, yeah. And he some of that essence of his personality um, almost captured a little bit of the Punisher until he became the Punisher, and then it all came out. And he, and he works for me. Yeah, he works for me. So you started season two. A little bit? Just a little bit. Yep. What do you think of Jason? Uh, 
Uh, yeah, jury's out. I, I don't. I haven't seen enough yet. I don't. I'm gonna. I was happy I, with his character throughout the season. Yeah. Character-wise, they really did a good job with him, like they did everything else. I wish they did more aesthetically. Right. Right. I got a buddy like that more scars on his face right. than that. So that's right. that was my one problem with it. But I really enjoyed the second season. Yeah. yeah. The other thing I saw was Punisher season three. If they do it, it will be they're gonna try and bring in uh, Charlie Cox. Yeah, and, yeah. and Vincent D'Onofrio to get a good storyline in with the three of them. To, to nice. kind of end their Netflix yes. series. Nice. I would love to see a nice season three yeah. with them. We're still getting Jessica Jones, yeah. which the first season of Jessica it's good. Jones. good, really good. Oh, it gave me chills because yeah. I had my guy, the 10th Doctor, yeah. David Tennant. Wasn't he good? He oh was terrific. Gosh. I could still see I'm, just, I'm so nerding out right yeah. now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I could I'm just still like, clearly see, like, oh, that's more like the psychopathic side of the doctor there. Yeah. But he's there. <laughs> he's there. And the disconnect <laughs> between him and Jessica Jones's character was perfect. Yeah, it was really I good. Loved what they did with and really the, good. The, introdu- the introduction of Luke Cage at that point, too. Yeah, Luke Cage was really good, too. I thought it was. No? I thought it was pretty good. The entire second season was a good Black Panther 1.5. But. <laughs> it was Black Panther 1.5, but they just left Killmonger to you know live instead of that. Um, oh man, that's I hilarious. Really, I'm, I'm, I'm jury's out on that. I thought I yeah. thought he did a good job playing him. I should say maybe maybe, maybe the storyline could have been better, but I think that he did a good job playing him. He did do it. He was great. And he was what they needed at that time. Do you? Now, Frank, do that you think that there could have been a better job done with Iron Fist? Oh, yes. Could uh, that have prevented the Netflix Marvel yeah. from collapsing? I would have hoped so. I wanted yeah. that to be yeah. good so bad. Me too, yeah, yeah. I wanted it yeah. to be good so bad, but... So, with the introduction of Disney coming in with their own streaming platform, we already knew, like, part of the Netflix series had to go, like, the Netflix Marvel... Oh, I've been Ned Stark in this the whole time. Winter's coming! <laughs> you don't understand! <laughs> Now it's happening. It's all right. And now, now, now you see Disney trying to, you know, they're going to pull all their stuff. And I've always called Disney the evil empire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, now they own what? the empire. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> but, but they said Captain Marvel is going to be the first movie that it's not going to go to Netflix. It's going to go right yeah. to Disney Plus. Oh, okay. So that, so that means yeah. everything from Marvel and in Infinity Endgame is going to be. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, that if you give me an option like Hulu does with HBO, Showtime, if you give me a Disney's Plus option on my Hulu, I'm in. I would. I stopped getting Marvel after Disney took over. No, that's okay, I got tired of them rebooting everything every year and a half. Or now you can't just get one comic. It's, it runs through 12 different comics. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they do keep changing things, but with Marvel, you have Kevin Feige at the helm. From, 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 from the MCU from side, the MCU yes. Side, yeah. That could DC, be interesting, but. yeah, to see where we go from here. Because yeah. Kevin Smith is getting Howard the Duck. Oh, my God. Oh God. He's getting Howard the Duck. I saw that today. That with, original movie? with Leah Thompson, no less. so good. <laughs> because there's yeah, four. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> There's four I'm 53 years movies. old. I haven't killed enough brain cells to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. So, bringing 
Marbles, Mordock, Hitmonkey, Tigra and Dazzler show, and Howard the Duck, and they're all going to culminate into The Offenders. The Offenders. And it's coming okay. to so Wow. They just announced that Kevin Smith being wow. the director for um, uh, Howard the Duck, and I, I'll watch Howard the Duck. I don't know about the other ones, but they're all kind of supposedly going to be offensive, hence the name. Sure. So since, since we're on uh, like the cinema realm, we talked about a good versus. And the good, and you brought up. So, if for Kelly, what we do for verses is we take a topic, and we put it out there as an open forum. So we were talking about it before we started the pod, and we said, "What movie is the worst movie for superhero wise?" That would be your. Yeah, because uh, I'm I'm still going to stick with Super or Spider-Man Three. Okay, you can say Spider-Man. Oh, that's still, not not even close. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. That was awful. What he had for a million bucks? <laughs> Twenty-five thousand. He supposedly yeah. his budget. His I'd budget have to go was. Back to the fourth Superman movie or Supergirl. For mm. actual bad. Did you ever see the the Roger Corman yeah, Fantastic I Four? I got the bootleg here. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> and it outsold the first movie that came out. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> she made a warning. Okay, thank you. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm those are also good choices, and you obviously turned me on to the trailer for that Fantastic Four movie. Which I will say, after I watch the trailer of it, there's no way I would ever commit an hour and a half of my life to it. So <laughs> I, I'm happy with how bad it is through what I saw through the trailer. Because yes. I can just imagine, it's not going to get much better than that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it definitely doesn't. That woman, that's another bad one. Yeah, very bad. Yeah. Horrible. Definitely. You're welcome. Oh, that was good. That, that, was, that good. was horrible. I completely... About Cat Does she really qualify though? Because she's a villain without any superpowers. Uh, she's still a villain. She's, she's she's a villain. She's in the universe. Quit nitpicking. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so obviously, I'm going to cut the Aladdin trailer out of the news because that is just worth nobody's time. No, it's not. Gene. <laughs> <laughs> Genie and all that. We're going to leave that out. Oh, yeah. But we, wanna, yeah. we do want to take uh, the time at the end of the podcast to thank Frank for having us here. It's been, I've had a blast, and I'm definitely going to come back for the 40th sale um, because there's a lot here that I need to take in <laughs> and decide where I want to go. But I did make it to the He end did of the just get his tax return though, so you might be oh, you, you might be two thousand dollars richer by the end of you this may show. Be. I don't know. I've just been so enticed with all the all the great comic culture and thank you for your vast well of comic knowledge and informing oh, sure. all of us. Sure. It's been a real blast and I appreciate you. That's fun. This. Always fun. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, you too. And as always, Walljangers, we want to thank you as well. Thank you for watching and listening, Dimitri, and uh, all of you. <laughs> like I said last week, I'm going to thank a fan. Everybody who comes out there, Dimitri, parts driver at my work over at Westchester Acura. He listens to every podcast and he lets us know the, how great we're doing and how much he loves us. Who, who was it from Turkey? Come in. 
Hermit Khan. Hermit Khan from Turkey. We have, yeah. uh, Coupons, please. (laughs) Our podcast. And there was no coupon available. (laughs) (laughs) I will be looking for a coupon when I come back. And I want to... <laughs> and I want to thank everybody for watching and thanks, tuning Bob. in live. Thank you, Bob, and thank you, Kelly, for setting up the nice video here for us. And uh, thank you, all gangers. We'll see you later. Game on. Goodbye. Thank you.